1: Welcome to 716 Together, a Western New York Audio Town Hall presentation of Cumulus Media Buffalo, designed to inform, inspire, and empower our community on issues that affect us all.
2: Welcome to our show. I'm your host, Tammy Lee Demler. Joining me, I have Eli Zapp, who is the founder with the organization that we're going to be talking about, Beyond Recovery. And it's so fortunate for us to be able to have him here today because they have an event upcoming. We were able to squeeze him in because this is such an important topic and uh, the fact that you started and launched such a great thing, Eli. I'm, I'm just so happy that you're able to be here with us. So let's talk about your organization first, and then we'll get into what, you're, what you have going on.
0: Sure. Yeah, so um, we basically are uh, just a, an organization, and we help um, people that are uh, in need, are struggling, that that need help, you know, um, you know, if they have uh, alcohol dependence or or drug addiction or things of that nature. Um, we help provide them resources um, to get either treatment or counseling or, um, you know, even if they just need uh transportation. Um, sometimes they may not have insurance or a uh, treatment center may not cover, you know, their, with their insurance. So we can help out, you know, in, in um, with the financial aspects as well. So uh, certain things along those lines.
2: Let me ask you a question. So you, as founder, how did you think of this? How did you get this started? I mean, just starting an organization isn't something that you just wake up one day and say, I'm going to do this. It's a ton of right. work and passion. Yeah.
0: Well, I've been wanting to, um, to do something like this for a while. I just really haven't had the resources or the time. Um, so um, I kind of have a little bit of both now. So I was able to kind of, um, you know, get it started and stuff. And I am uh, in recovery myself as well. So um, it's kind of something that I've, you know, <clears throat> been wanting to to do and help people and stuff like that, you know.
2: Near and dear to your heart.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: So is this now, so you're from the Western New York area. This is a local passion for you to be able to help the, serve the people in this area. Is mm-hmm. there any kind of, is there any kind of thought relative to, You know, is it more common for there to be struggles here in this Western New York area than across the country? Was benchmarking something you did or is it just because this is your hometown and you really cared about the people here?
0: Yeah, so um, we actually do operate um, all across the United States. Um, However, yeah, Western New York is primarily where we're we're focused in on. That's where we're that's where we're located and stuff. Um, But, yeah, I mean, it's it's a a serious issue everywhere. Um, It's, you know, an epidemic. Pretty much, so we just—I'm just from here. I'm familiar with this area, so that's kind of where we zone in on. You know,
2: the one thing that kind of struck me was when you reached out to me. It was the, your mission to spread awareness and bring resources to those who suffer from either alcoholism, drug addiction, or both. Is mm-hmm. it such? Is it such that maybe with your lived experience that you could describe to people who may not be able to understand this? It's one thing accepting that that you need the help, right? But, but then when you get to that point of saying okay I yield to this I can't do it alone I need the help finding some place to go a resource I mean is that is that equally complicated because I just wouldn't know off the top of my head where to go or to say <clears> somebody <throat> that I that that I loved or cared about To so, like where would you go like to the hospital right where, you know that wouldn't be where you'd go
0: right so um there's a ton of different options and there's you know a million and one different paths you could take um and that's kind right. of it's a unique thing to each individual person, what their struggles are, what their story is and their background and stuff. So we kind of, um, you know, we get in contact with them, they call us or um, a relative contacts us, you know, on their behalf and we kind of uh, diagnose where they're at and um, kind of take it from there. If we, if we see that somebody needs um, like a detox and an inpatient and outpatient treatment, we'll suggest that and, you know, refer them to somebody uh, that can help them with that. Or if we think that they could just benefit from maybe just some counseling or um, maybe just hook them up with some people here locally, you know, some other people that are in the same, um, you know, area of expertise that can help them out, you know, stuff like that. So it's kind of a case by case basis.
2: So how does this look then, Eli? So, you know, you're going to give your number, contact information, people to be able to reach out to you. Do they mm-hmm. do they come in person to interact with you or have a consultation or is it remote? How do you, how is it that you're assessing the severity or their need?
0: Yeah, so everything is everything is online. Um, they either, like I said, they fill out a form or they or they contact us, um, and uh, we just we just get to know we just get to know them. There's a series of, of things we ask them. Um, you know, this is this is the way you look at it, is, this is like the first step. You know, you you admit that you have you know, some kind of problems. You you want help. You don't know where to go. So this is the first thing you do. You just reach out to us and, you know, we'll point you in the right direction. And then if you need some resources, we'll help you in any way we can, you know.
2: So you have an event upcoming. Again, I always like to set the stage for what you know, why people need to care because this yeah. is truly needed. But you have an event upcoming. And as I said before, we urgently try to schedule you so that you can could- uh, talk to our audience and, and relate to the people here in western New York about the event mm-hmm. coming so tell us what's happening and when it is
0: yeah so we're having um it's actually a basket raffle and it's um Friday uh, March 3rd um it's from four to eight um it's at the Elks Lodge in Lockport I believe it's um Elks Lodge 41 um and uh so we're doing a basket raffle we have a um, a ton of uh, a ton of good sponsors that have donated like a, a bunch of cool stuff. We have some stuff from new era. Um, we have some stuff from, uh, Buffalo, uh, the hen house chicken. Um, we got some Wegmans and then some, you know, other miscellaneous stuff. Um, and, uh, we'll have some, some food and refreshments. Um, it'll be just a nice, a nice little, uh, good time. You know, you can come and win some baskets hopefully and, you know, stuff like that. So, um,
2: so when do doors open?
0: So it's from four to eight doors open at four. And then uh, the drawings will start at around 730,
2: 745. I'm totally into logistics and event planning. So I need to ask these questions so people can yeah. prepare. So it's of right course. after work. So people can stop by. They obviously don't have to be there for the whole time. They can just kind of stop in maybe put their ticket in a basket or whatever. Are you having any kind of concessions, snacks or yep. notches?
0: Yep. So there's going to be some food, some snacks and some refreshments as well. Um, and then you do not have to be here the whole time. Um, you know, if you just wanted to come in and, and show some support, uh, maybe buy some tickets, you know, we just take down your info. And then if you win, you know, we'd give you a call and um, we would facilitate the delivery of your goods.
2: And how about any kind of awareness? Are Like, are you taking the opportunity? And again, not to step on your toes if you didn't do this, but I, I, I would see this as a great opportunity to spread the word of awareness and Maybe, are you having anybody speak to the, to the crowd that you're hopefully going to have standing room only?
0: Um, no, so we're not having any speakers um, at this event unfortunately, but because this is kind of like a last minute thing. Um, it's mostly just fundraising. Um, so we're fundraising to, you know, we have a, a kind of a long list of people that are um, waiting to be placed in, in treatment, so we're trying to you know raise funds to facilitate mm-hmm. that.
2: And if people can't make it, you can. I'm sure you would accept donations directly to your organization. Where can people find you? You have a telephone number, website, whatever, Instagram, I'm, I'm, whatever the technology brings us, right?
0: Yep, yep. So we're on all social medias. It's um, at beco- uh, Beyond Recovery with two Y's, and then you can also find us online at Beyond Recovery with two dot com, and um, you can text us. Uh, our phone number is seven one six three 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 eight, nine, eight, six. You can text us or call us.
2: I guess is that because you, you know, you're launching this really on a, on a, on a personal ambassadorship that you don't have a brick and mortar office. You're probably working right from your home in a virtual state probably. Right.
0: Mm, Yeah. Yeah. We work from our, um, from my other office, everything is pretty much remote. Um, And then as we, as we grow and things like that, we'd love to, to have a physical location, but everything is online. Everything is remote right now.
2: And in terms of traffic to, you know, to people that you've helped, have you, have you kept track of the the enormity of your footprint?
0: Yes. Yeah, so, so far the, um, we do keep tabs on, on everybody that we, that we help or that we, we guide. Um, we try to, um, you know, stay in touch as much as possible with some people and, um, you know, make sure that they're doing well, you know, even past the point of maybe if they went to, to treatment, they've come out, you know, we'd like to still stay in touch with them and, and uh, you know, check in on them and things like that.
2: And I'm sorry if I missed how long you've been doing this, but how long has your organization been around?
0: Um, so we've been around for just a few months now, um, I think just under four months. So we're relatively new.
2: So there's really not a pre and post COVID experience for you. you yeah. And kind of, it's just post COVID. And so <clears> with <throat> that, you know, have you had any like revelations about how COVID has impacted our community? I mean, from your perspective of lived experience, having struggled yourself versus ha- helping people now, what is your, what is your thought about that?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, as far as COVID goes, um, it definitely uh, had an impact on, you know, everyone um, for, for this, it did like, we, we didn't exist. So it didn't really, you know, we can't say it hit us, but um as, you know, as a country and as a um, community as a whole, it definitely um, did some damage. And we found that, um, you know, since the, the because um, I've been in the space for, for quite a while, you know, um, but since, you know, everything with COVID and stuff, it seems to me like people seem to be more prone to um, kind of being more open, you know, to seeking help kind of after the, the COVID thing. So I don't know if it was maybe, you know, a lot of people just, Figured out maybe some things about themselves, or you know, had too much alone time or something. But um, you know, people are—they seem to be more um, more open and stuff to getting help now.
2: Mm-hmm. It's interesting how the um, the isolation, but at the same time, that remote access to to, to resources that we wouldn't have yes. ordinarily had allowed people to be, I think, more may, maybe more open to seeking assistance or it's hard to really balance that because people yeah. were really isolated, but at the same time you were able to tap into different things that you not, would have not able, been able right. to otherwise. So yeah,
0: a lot, a lot of people figured out that there was just so much more um, stuff like out there, like online, you can access, you know, anything. And um, it kind of helped break down some of those barriers. I definitely um, have noticed, mm-hmm. you know, and in terms of like the other things that I do, like we noticed that as well, we used to be, um, exclusively like like local business and now it's like you know we get orders from all over hawaii arizona stuff you know what i mean that we didn't have before but, mm-hmm. but you know with covid and the stuff everybody's online you know nobody wants to leave anymore
2: you know, it makes it harder yeah. time, you have people who are getting help that would not have gotten it before correct yes it really, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword so to speak or bittersweet in, in some ways with that mm-hmm. said, you you had mentioned that you have some sponsors. I think people that are that are uh, that donate on a big level. Do you do you? Are, I'm sure you're always in need of additional sponsors. Is there anybody you want to give a shout out to? I don't want you to be unfair if you can't think of everybody. But
0: yeah, yeah. No, um, we definitely have some some really great sponsors. Um, people that always help us out with events, and then um, you know we have some uh, sponsors that that donate um, you know funding and things like that on, on a on a monthly basis. So. Um, Buffalo love would be, you know, a good one. And, um, hen house, uh, hen house, Nashville chicken. Those are, our, um, our two good sponsors. Um, there's a good shout out for them. They're, they're nice people over there and they've, uh, we've been working with them for a while.
2: How volunteers? I know you said this is kind of, it may, maybe I misunderstood your first real event, right? Mm-hmm. You've only been around for a little bit. Do you need any volunteers to help with that day? Or are you pretty saturated with no further needs?
0: Um, I think we're good on volunteers, but, um, as you know, as we get more events, we're planning events, you know, into the spring and summer now we're always in need of help. So, um, you know, if, if you're wanting to volunteer or help out or, you know, anything like that, just reach out to us and, um, you know, we'd be happy to, um, happy to have you.
2: We'll, we'll have to have you back. I mean, we still have a little bit of time to, to, to touch base, but, but these events upcoming, what do you have planned? I'm curious.
0: So, um, we do, we have some more, um, raffles. Um, we're planning a, um, uh, music, uh, in the park for the summertime in, uh, North Tonawanda at the, um, I forget what it's called. The, um, what is it? Gratwick by the river.
2: Oh Yeah. Uh-huh. very nice. Yeah.
0: So we're, yeah, mm. so we're planning some over there. Um, and then, uh, some, some food stuff. Everybody loves food. So, you know, we got, a, we got a couple food events. Um, but yeah, uh, just, you know, stay, um, we have social media, so just follow us on there, and you know for all the updates and everything like that.
2: Again, the date of your event is
0: uh, Friday, March third, um, and it's from four to eight PM, and it's at the uh, Elk's Lodge in Lockport on Canal Street.
2: Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sharing that time with mm-hmm. us and updating us, and we'll catch you more with the summertime events. And until then, you take care, be well, and thanks so much for tuning in.
1: More of seven one six together coming up in just a moment. Welcome back to 716 Together, a weekly forum to inform, inspire, and empower Western New York.
2: Welcome to our show. I am your host, Tammy Lee Demler. Joining me today, Bethany Hallbreich, who is here to talk about her organization, Paint the World. She is founder and executive director, so we have the very top of the chain talking to us today about this wonderful organization. It's a pleasure for me to be interviewing you, and it's such an honor for you to be part of this Because I didn't know anything about your organization and looking at your website, Bethany, it's so cool. So don't steal your thunder. Tell us a little bit about or a lot about your organization.
3: (laughs) Well, it is such a pleasure to be here today to speak with you, Tammy. Um, Paint the World is my pride and joy. It's a project that I began um, kind of by accident about eight years ago. I was doing a, um, I had a a weekend with friends and we um, decided to buy some blank canvases and paint on them just to kind of have a different activity going. Um, And we did it and it actually was very successful. um, And the pieces that we created um, were beautiful. And so I thought, wow, it would be really interesting to do this in a community like you know with with more people and to see what happens. So soon after that I um I put up a blank canvas in another community. I mean in an actual community and I left the the canvas there with art supplies um and no no sign no you know no directives or anything. This was just like a a big experiment and I kind of let go of the supplies. I thought, you know, Someone might come along and steal it. I don't know. I'm just going to see what happens. I spent like $50 at Michael's. Who knows what's going to happen? And I returned. I kind of like I spied on it for a little while, but then I I let go. And I returned um, the next day, about 24 hours later. And people had painted on it. And they had created this beautiful collaborative piece. No one stole anything. I mean maybe a little a paintbrush um or a a little um tube of paint, but no one really no one destroyed it. It just looked oh. like a painting that one person had created. And That's I was comp- oh my gosh. It was shocking, um, to be honest. I it wasn't what I expected. So so then I thought, wow, um, okay. Well, I think that this needs to happen more often and in more places. And um, so I began to do it in more places. I became this crazy canvas lady because, <laughs> because I I kid you not, I brought a blank canvas with me everywhere that I went. Um, every trip that I had to go on for some reason for one reason or another, I I was there with a blank canvas. And um and it became it became evident that the visuals that began appearing in each piece told the story of the community hmm. so the you know every community's piece is different some are darker than others some are some are more political some you know obviously it depends on the what's in the zeitgeist and what people are talking about but um and we did one on election day for instance that was all um you know, that was interesting, of I course. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so, so this became more than an art project. It became a project of using, um, just using art actually as a tool to better understand a community. Um, and looking into the symbols that appear in communities, like, you know, integrating Jungian analysis and stuff like that. And, um, and during COVID, um, sorry, I will stop talking in a sec. You did give me liberty to, to talk a oh, little I bit did. or a lot no, about, no. It. Right. <laughs> Thanks. um, okay. One more thing. I will just say we did a, um, a really amazing project during COVID that we're, uh, we're launching well during the pandemic, sorry, that, that we're launching again soon. Um, and it's it was it, now, um, it's called our art in the art er, in the ER program and it's basically um a uh, um, a redo, not a redo like a you know relaunch of um this this two months that I spent during the pandemic dropping art supplies off to hospitals around the country and um the the art supplies were actually intended for the staff of the hospitals. Because they um, it was just clear, you know, of course, everyone was overworked and um, I was getting antsy. I needed to do something. So I rented a van. No one was renting vans at the time um, or cars, you know, of any sort. So I rented one for one hundred and twenty dollars, you know, for more than a month, which was oh, wild. Kidding. <laughs> oh, not kidding. It was crazy. Um, But I learned that you should never you should never um, drive a white van across the country because um, cops everywhere think that you're suspicious and and (laughs) kidnapping people. Oh, yeah, I was pulled over (laughs) several times because there were there was um, in two places. There was a suspected kidnapper in a white van. And once they (laughs) anyway, so that that was very funny. Um, But it. It was really amazing doing this program because what um, what really shocked me was the hospitals that were much more responsive to it um, were the ones that were the busiest. So the hospitals um, that that I really thought would be too busy for this were the ones that um, needed it the most, and their their staff um, appeared to have benefited from having a blank canvas in their staff room the most. So, um, so we're, we're doing that again. um, And we would love to do it in Buffalo. Um, We're set up to do it in Arizona um, on the, on three reservations, the Apache, um, the Navajo and the Hopi. And so that's launching soon. And, um, and we have a lot of other stuff going on. I, I love the I love the organization um, and I'm so excited to share it with you
2: so can we see these pieces of art? Do you have them posted on your website? And also what can people do to help you?
3: Yes. So the um the website, if you go to painttheworld.com slash examples, the um the pieces are there. They're not all of them, but there's a there's a great selection. And um you can even see how what we recently did is put them in um we kind of superimpose them in in some some fun settings like a living room or dining room um, because we something we've done um, in the past and will continue doing is auctioning the pieces off, um, and then the money that's raised goes back into uh, the community that created the piece to fund more blank canvases. Um, so, so. Now, moving forward, I think the the lowest hanging fruit um, is is to uh, really uh, hear from people who uh, who this resonates with. That would um, that would mean the world to us. We, you know, we're a small organization where four four people. And, um, we have an ambassador program where we, we work with, with people from all around the world to do this in their communities. Um, but, but I think that, that organizing and, um, and, uh, incentivizing volunteers is challenging. Uh-huh. And, um, I think that it's impossible unless there's a real spark and, and, you know, a real curiosity that. That drives the the work, of course. So um, I'm I'm more than anything so interested in um, in hearing if this project resonates. Um, and more tangibly, um, if anyone listening to this works in a hospital and can envision this um, in their staff room, or or really anywhere in their hospital, we would absolutely love to get a blank canvas. Up somewhere, so please contact us. Um,
2: So when you put this canvas wherever, there's no description; it just sits there, and people just take action.
3: Yes, and you know, usually um, it goes through. The canvas goes through stages. You know, like at first, it's a blank canvas. People walk by, and they think someone's gonna, an artist is gonna show up, and you know, paint something. But then then there's always this first um, first painter who's who's just like someone bold who decides to <laughs> decides to do something. And then um, and then, you know, slowly other people add to it. But what's what's really amazing is that it's kind of like a metaphor um, in many ways, but the canvas looks really bad in the beginning. That's my Buffalo accent coming out. It looks really bad. <laughs> Um, you know, there's like a, there's a little stick figure over here and a sun over here and like a, a wave and, you know, it kind of looks a little bit disjointed and there's a lot of white space. And, um, but then as more and more people add to it, it looks like a cohesive piece. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually it ends up looking like one person painted it, which is always so, um, it's interesting. Just- yeah. So it interesting.
2: Really so in terms of joining the movement and being part of the ambassador program, I'm just clicking on it and it just looks as though you want, you know, to grow internationally. It sounds like you are already mm-hmm. in that direction, but to kind of fill out this questionnaire and it takes you to the next steps walk me through that.
3: Yes, exactly. So, um, so right now our ambassador program uh, we have, we have about um, 11, 11 or 12 active ambassadors um, around the world, and what what we've done, um, we've created a, a toolkit. Um, we have monthly check ins. We have, um, you know, we provide email templates and things like that that um, that ambassadors can use to reach out to local, um, you know, whether it's a whether it's a coffee shop or a hospital or a school, um, wherever they envision having a blank canvas. We kind of make it. Um, we we provide we try to provide as much support as we can in the process. So, um, so, you know, it's really, it's been interesting to see what people do because every country is different. Um, I mean, there's, there's one ambassador that, uh, that decided to do, she was, um, she decided to do one in a, in a skate park and um that was fun we have another ambassador that did one um during a in, in australia that did one during a um an arts festival and had a lot of um had a lot of interesting people contribute to it and then we had um we had one who who did one in norway i mean there's so many examples but um norway is a really interesting one because there's such a uh there's such a high um rate of depression in Norway and um yeah and um I'm not I'm not so sure exactly exactly why yet but um according to this this ambassador I I think it has something to do with the um the amount of daylight there's such Hmm. such few hours of the day there's sun um but there's a very high, high rate of depression there. And um the symbol that appears the most in murals in Norway um, is actually the, the death symbol, which I think is interesting.
2: What does that look like?
3: Um, it's just like, you know, what what you can imagine, like skulls and kind of oh, I see. um shadowy movements and very dark. Hmm. Um so I think that's interesting, but the uh the program that she hosted there has been um, has been the most successful, and I think it's interesting because it's also seems feels like it's um somewhere where it's very needed.
1: Mm-hmm. So
3: um so you know and in the the communities that have have hosted blank canvases, um, it's always a it's just always such a fun thing to to see evolve because they're all so different.
2: So people in the Western New York area that's listening to this interview, you, I think, and I'm going to s- summarize, you would like people to have places for these campuses to go. You'd like to be able to have more ambassadors. And you're looking specifically right now for hospitals. Yes. yes? Okay. Yes. So people out there who might have a, an in on that would be very welcomed. With that yes. also, on your website, talk about how people can find you. PaintTheWorld.com events. You've got a lot of events and databases. Last few words are yours before we close out.
3: Oh, thank you. Well, um, we would absolutely love to hear from you if this project resonates painttheworld.com or at go paint the world on Instagram, please engage with us. Um, we can't wait to hear from you and to work with you in uh, sprinkling the world with more blank canvases.
2: Well, you have a very sunny smile and personality. And we thank you so much for making thank the you. world a more colorful place, Bethany. Thank you for sp- carving out a little time for us. And we'll see you again soon. And for all of you listening in, take care. Be well. We'll see you next time.
1: Thanks for listening to 716 Together. Listen for new shows on the air every Sunday morning at 6 and on-demand podcasts posted weekly. This has been a presentation of Cumulus Media Buffalo.